0: Hello, welcome to Connected Spaces, a podcast from the VHCI lab of the Lagos Business School. My name is Eugene Ohu, I am your host. On today's edition of the podcast, I have with me Cynthia Dollar. (laughs) (laughs) Cynthia, a mommy, one of you most important team members in this lab. Yeah, she, she likes that. Yeah? So Cynthia, welcome.
1: Thank you very much, Eugene. I am delighted to be here. Thanks for inviting me.
0: Did I invite you? I mean, it's your, it's your, it's your podcast. Today I said I am your host, but you will see Cynthia as host on many occasions. Actually, um, I'm not supposed to be the one talking a lot, but i'm very excited to have cynthia on today's show because if there is any person who is really excited about vr it's cynthia many are the fridays when cynthia before we close from the lab would pack up the vr headset her own oculus quest to take it home for the weekend but anyway That's enough of an introduction. Tell us yourself. I mean, how did you get into this whole VR business?
1: Okay, so um, my first VR experience was with with my younger sister in Worry. I didn't know that was called VR. I just knew that I was in a room, everything was so real, and I was screaming so hard. (laughs) And when I came out, everyone was like, why were you screaming in there? So that was my first experience. And uh, for me, I was calling it um, 5D cinema. (laughs) So, I didn't know it was a VR until I came to um, the Virtual Human Computer Interaction Lab in the Lagos Business School.
0: Mm -hmm. So, what was that kind of journey? I don't know whether there was a particular kind of onboarding or onboarding or first introduction. The one you saw was a 5D cinema or whatever it was, right? But... Can you take us through the steps of discovery? Because VRO is new in Nigeria as it is in the rest of the world. I mean, I mean VR is not new in the sense that it started in the 70s, but there's been a resurgence, so it's, it's new. Take us through what makes you fascinated about VRO that process of discovery or rediscovery for you.
1: Okay, so um, I'll call it a rediscovery. Um, When I came in, I think my first visit to the um, Lagos Business School, I saw the VR headset and I was like, what is this? Okay, um, it was smaller than what I saw in the studio, the 5D cinema, and um, it was clearer, and there was this wire that was sticking out from it. And I'm like, oh, um, robots, you know, humanoid kind of <laughs> gave me that um, feeling. But putting on the headset and uh, playing Beat Saber for the first time, I go to see okay, it's, it, this is not something that is, is uh, scary. It's supposed to have scary experiences.
0: Sorry to interrupt you there because one of the purposes of this podcast series is to demystify VRO for many people and then also to introduce them to some experiences. What is Beat Saber?
1: Okay, so um, Beat Saber is a cool virtual reality game where you have a saber. If you have seen Star Wars, yeah, the saber in Star Wars, you use it and cut across boxes from different directions. Now, the, the great thing about Beat Saber is that every strike you make, you are making a beat. So you could be hitting and making... <laughs> <laughs>
0: dun, 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 dun. Actually, I've seen see many times playing and yeah. dancing b- exactly.
1: <laughs> and then you why why doing this? You also um have to make sure that walls and obstacles don't get to you. So you have to dodge from this obstacle. So you are enjoying yourself, yet you still have to be in control to make sure that uh, nothing touches you. There, you are still okay, and you can cut other boxes.
0: <laughs> are, you, are you actually in beat saber you get to choose your own music and even when you choose your music as you are cutting you are actually altering the beats creating music it, it's a fascinating i heard that oculus bought that for a lot of money wow oculus bought that is that right i have to check that i have to check that i'll definitely check, that. check that what i what, what i'm sure i was going to say facebook bought that okay Oculus. I okay pardon. Alright, so so you're saying it was not only for enjoyment?
1: Yes. So I found that oh this is not only for enjoyment. I can actually we can actually use this to learn. And um when I got acquainted with our project here in the Virtual Human Computer Interaction Lab, I saw that oh, we are using VRO for good and this is great. Why? When you are in the headset, you feel like everything you are seeing is real or your senses tell you this environment you are in is real. This experience you are having is real. So it's kind of even difficult for you to hide your behavior. Uh, at some point you forget that people are watching you and you behave naturally, which is very interesting for me. Like, you know, one, one, um, problem that, um, we have, we are facing in the social sciences or it has, is an old problem, actually, is the fact that when humans know that you are studying them, they alter their behavior, but in VR, <laughs> trust me, even if you want to braggadash it, uh, your true behavior comes out, actually.
0: Now that is a sociologist speaking. Uh, for those who don't know, Cynthia has a first degree in sociology. She's a first class graduate of sociology. And then she thereafter went to the Nigerian Defence Academy to do a masters in conflict security and development. So when she says that in social sciences people alter their behavior when they watch you, when they notice, they
1: are being studied. That they are
0: being studied. Th- that's very interesting because if I understand correctly, it seems that VRO is so real, you are so immersed in that virtual environment that you forget the external environment and you can actually act naturally. Exactly. I, I see many implications of this. Eh? For example, if I want to, on the one hand, I want to study your behavior, maybe I can create a scenario that will make you so relaxed. You get it, I, I see. I see you in your natural self. But anyway, I think it's a testament to the power of the immersion of VRO, that one can get into it and forget the external environment.
1: Uh, yeah, um, immersion in VR is wild, especially the fact that it can. Re- she says
0: wild, wild, <laughs> wild As what? really what?
1: Okay. Uh, <laughs> what comes to my head right now is like it's crazy. It's crazy. Like crazy, it can, like good it can crazy. good crazy because it can replicate the senses that you feel, the way you feel like you own a body. When you put on an headset and you are in an avatar's body in VR. You feel you own that body, and when you um, want to carry a plate in physical reality, you, s- you know it's heavy. You feel gravity and all that. In VR, it's also possible for you to feel that when you touch, when you ca- when you pick up an object that is heavy, you feel that this object is heavy. And um, one one something that has made that possible is a sense of embodiment in VR, and. In fact, I, to me, I feel like these people that, made, that um, created these or invented these or brought out these theories, they are genius because how do you recreate human reality and put it in a virtual world and you still feel like, oh, you are still in the physical world?
0: I mean, some people talk about in an earlier episode, some people talk about uh, deceiving the senses we deceive, deceive the senses because, um, for example, I'm sure you're going to talk about, talk later about some of the projects we're doing here in the lab. Uh, Cynthia was talking about embody. One of the things we do to try to make people embody, E-M-B-O-D-Y, here in the lab, we differentiate it from uh, observe. Where embody is, you are taking the body of an avatar. For example, in VR, it is true that the sensors in VR can only capture the hand motion because you are holding a controller and the head motion because in the headset, there are cameras, right? Yeah. And then there are room sensors. Yeah. But then, you can be given a body so that you see your leg. So, Mm -hmm. one of the things we do is use a mirror, for instance. Exactly. Use a mirror to show you your clothes, show you your hands, show you your body, and then you can even... um, program in such a way that your own picture can appear as the face of the avatar. At the end, tricking the senses to give you the sense that it is really me here. And imagine the power of this. Imagine power it,
1: of this. It's great, really, because, you know, um, one of the fears people have about um, communication technologies like the phone and all that is the fact that it, uh, it makes you isolated, like you isolate yourself from people. But, um, with VR, um, social isolation, I don't think it's social. Because you can connect with others, you would see their face. Like Eugene said, you can, like, I'm a very beautiful girl. And I. when you put on the headset and we meet in a virtual reality app, like Spatial, for instance, where people hang out, I would use my face the texture of my face so you see me instead of seeing a cartoonic character of me you see my actual face so um imagine that i have um somebody i'm supposed to do business with in japan i've never met the person and then uh, we have to discuss or have negotiation do you, I, I just imagine how negotiation would be actually seeing the person's face the person's facial expression this is something that phones and, you know, other communication technology can really not do for you.
0: (laughs) Cynthia, you see what we're doing here? In a very short time, we're trying to delve into the different aspects of applications of VR. Uh. Unless any listener thinks that um, we are just dreaming, these are all things that Cynthia has done. She's talking about spatial, for example. And then also, um, I mean, if we start reviewing, all the VR applications you've encountered. You know, there was there were there were some you went into and then people were talking to you. Exactly. <laughs> population <laughs> one. She was playing population <laughs> one, and <laughs> someone came to her face. Like, <laughs> this person is real. Yeah. And then she has also conducted a study where she has brought people together in VR. I think we have done a good stage setting for now. Hmm? Yeah. Some parting words before we leave for now and then we'll continue this conversation
1: um if i don't know i i can't actually talk about vr enough it's not just this is not a fascination at all this is something new she's just excited about it i've to me this technology i ask this technology all the time where have you been all our life (laughs) imagine conflict resolution you know imagine how interaction would have changed there are people who have um stereotype about people that they've never met. You won't blame them, they've never experienced that thing. But VR can make you experience this, see this. Like my um over seventy year old mother went to space this morning <laughs> through VR. It's yes she is she 20 years younger. <laughs> and she was telling me oh we have over 100 million stars i said yes mommy whenever you look up there that is what you see so imagine teaching children geography which is so abstract using vr it would be more interesting imagine teaching them government. you know using vr it would be very interesting relatable I, know that. I, I don't know. I could keep going on and on and on if we don't stop here, Eugene. I think <laughs> we should
0: stop here, but are you as excited as I am? Well, yeah. that was Connected Spaces, the podcast of the VHCI Lab of the Lagos Business School. Don't go far. We are still here. Thank you, Cynthia.
1: Thank you very much, Eugene, for inviting me. I insist you invited me. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Bye, everyone. See you soon.